0: Well, when you put the coffee in, well, you put the coffee in and you put the water in, all the coffee floats to the top. Right. So the water doesn't go through the... You know, like tea bags, tea leaves float around, don't they? So you compress it down, so it pushes the coffee to the bottom again. That floats back to the top, and then you get more caffeination within the water, so it gets darker as you go along.
1: I never knew what it did. It was was always like the coffee plunger when my mum had it. The coffee puncher. The plunger?
0: Oh, I think it's a coffee puncher. It co- <laughs> would be the worst <laughs> superhero ever. Just the coffee puncher. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I turn up and punch coffee. <laughs> I am the night. <laughs> the darkest of roasts. <laughs> That's terrible. That makes a great sound. That does make a great sound. Uh, Either way, um... we should probably introduce. Oh, okay. Because um, we haven't done that part yet. <clears throat> so hello to anyone uh, listening in on this week's uh, Yelling at Concrete. This will be number four I don't mm-hmm. know I've lost track <clears throat> that's your job because I'm doing them all in the wrong order um, <laughs> this will be number four uh, I've got Jack Edwards with me today Hello. Whom, if he had a title I would give him one but <laughs> I mean like, I had Dan didn't I Dan, Dan classes himself as a writer
1: okay but well, I can be anything I want can't I you
0: can be I'm a scientist you're a scientist yeah. Jack is a scientist science of magic well magic's not a science though is it
1: it is when I do it <laughs>
0: I really hope you're not getting funding from that. <laughs> like I know the sciences are underfunded right now, but the magic of science <laughs> my science of magic that that's I really hope that's not a thing. Yeah, that's fair, no. That's I mean it sounds like something in the UK we would do, considering you can get a degree in air guitar. But what? did you hear about that no. thing? <laughs> This someone did a degree I don't think it was a degree in air guitar, but they did their dissertation on air guitar. Oh, that's a bit different. Yeah. But it was it, the way it was kind of worded was as though their degree was in air to guitar, which, whilst is a novelty, I don't feel like you can slap in a CV.
1: No, there's much of a career in that.
0: <clears throat> no, not particularly.
1: They have like the air guitar world championships and stuff, don't they? So,
0: yeah, I guess. That's... Yeah,
1: it's a world I I don't know enough. Of. I, I've I've slated it, but I don't know anything about it. So,
0: <laughs> I don't know enough to slate it. Because everyone in there like it's worthless. Everyone is guilty of air guitar at some point. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) on a daily basis. Nobody's cracked on Summer of '69 and not.
1: (laughs) Of all the things. (laughs) That's my go-to guitar song. Air drums are more fun though. No. Can you get a degree in that? Yeah, they are. No.
0: Yeah, they are. I can't do air drums.
1: (laughs) What? Because you you
0: have to be sat down.
1: You just wave your arms, right? Yeah, it's better when you're sat down. Yeah. I do it at work a lot. But how you spend your days at work. Is, is Sometimes. Drumming. And um, people are like, is that you stomping your feet again? <laughs> no one does it at bass. I've done it a bass. But it has to be for it's a, a very song, specific though? part yeah. of a song. Yeah. Like um, that Queens of Stone Age song where that little bass riff in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, which a...
0: is like the one of the two Queens of Stone
1: Age songs which everybody
0: knows. Yeah. This is a few. Which I still can't remember the name of.
1: Uh, nope, neither. There's that deer in it.
0: It does have a deer in it. I remember the video of it fairly vividly.
1: Um... No is one it, knows. Is that that one? Yep. So what's the other one? Uh, with all the sperm. I thought that was the deer
0: one. No. <laughs> they're two separate So rings. I'm overlapping videos. Because <laughs> <laughs> as far as I knew, there was the deer one, which was... And then it has like the the road and the legs opening. And no, the they're, two, they're two different videos. Because oh, right. yep. the
1: deer one's all blue and what's the other be? one's all red. Sorry, I'm just going to make sure this is recording.
0: Suddenly became paranoid halfway through. I did that with Dan. That's fair. And then I didn't check it. I was living on the
1: edge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I may have wasted an hour of Dan's you wanna, time. You want
1: to miss the gold that we've got so far. I
0: know. We've gotten off track so easily, which <laughs> we the... expected to happen, though. Yeah, that's kind when of... When we said we were going to do this, it's we thought maybe uh, maybe we'll just kind of leave it. Because, I, I don't know, we, we do it a lot. We drive to work together. Yeah. Well, I drive and you sit there.
1: All right, I help.
0: <laughs> you navigate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's yeah. say that.
0: Yeah, you navigate and, you know, we, we talk a lot. So it's fairly self-explanatory that we get off the point. It's I mean, great. we've known each other, what, five, eight? No, five years.
1: Five to eight years, what a random guess.
0: <laughs> no, this is how I'm equating my life at the moment. Um, <laughs> like you've known me. Everything either happened within the last five years or the last eight years.
1: Okay. Yeah, I do that. Everything's either within the last decade or past it. Yeah. There's, like, a point at which I was... Almost twenty eight. Well no! Wait, I'm almost. There's a point now. you were always twenty eight. No, 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 wait. No, there's a point I was almost twenty eight, but that's now. I okay. meant to say there was a point when I was almost eighteen, and that was a decade ago, and everything seemed to happen around that time, either just before or just after.
0: Just, to, I'd like the entire school thing bothers me. I have no interest in connecting with that part of my life
1: because, like, uh, I guess I guess I'm weird. Because if I could go back to school now, I probably would. I wouldn't. I enjoyed school more than I enjoyed working ever my entire life. I don't know why that is. I guess because school was kind of like, I don't know, I could coast through school. I was alright enough at everything, so I could get through it with minimal effort. Okay. To a high degree yeah. with minimal effort, and just sort of hang out with people I like. Right. I mean, I guess I do that at work now, I hang out with people I like, and get through it to a degree with minimal effort, if I, if I so wish. Um, I don't know. School so think- didn't feel like such an entrapment, like such an impingement on my time.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Because, like, yeah, I, I. A lot of people
1: hate school. I
0: mean, oh, this is weird, though. Like, I talked to a lot of people and they didn't. Right. Like, they, they really enjoyed school. Yeah. And my, my thought with school was always I I didn't. It wasn't so much school. Like, I enjoy learning. Yeah. And I didn't try. I just did it. Yeah. And it, it was always easy. So I was in top sets and I just kind of, as you did, flew through school. Same yeah. with same college. Um, And then, in a way, kind of a uni. I, I put more effort in at uni yeah more but, effort was required at uni <laughs> yeah you, you you find that out quickly but yeah. it's it's one of those things of like when I think back to I think it's more the people yeah it's like I don't I hate the people and what they were yeah and the system <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <that's laughs> to
0: sound like a hippie
1: no I think that's fair there's, I, there's probably not that many people from school school who I still interact with yeah really but like I like knowing they're out right there I have nothing against them but also, I've gone on and met
0: other people. and yeah, I definitely have stuff against people. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's plenty of people that but I then, don't want to speak to. Everyone. I
0: guess that that kind of comes into, though, like, do you think, when you know what you think, obviously you have an image of someone in your head.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: obviously, my image of everyone I went to school with is quite negative. Yeah. I don't think they could change.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I know well, people like, change. Category, yeah, like, I know people change. I know people, like, and it's like you have these bullies in school, and then they become adults and they realize they were assholes when they were bullies and so they they make a a conscious change to do that and in my head I'm like even if they did change I wouldn't see the change yeah because I'd I'd focus on that negative
1: no I think I feel the same and I assume that people have changed yeah but I don't know them as so I only remember them as dickheads yeah, I'm cool with them being that way. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to interact with them
0: again. So. No, I mean I'm not going to go on my way to. Yeah,
1: so so I guess I assume people have changed, but I yeah.
0: don't care if I. I guess them it, maybe that works both ways as well. Like we, like the people we liked from school, and like because you see this with, you, I don't know if you see it with your parents, but I see it with my parents, of uh, they have friends from school mm-hmm. who they liked in school and they were friends with in school and they go through and then they have their, these friends every so often in their fifties their and sixties and they don't see the bad in that friend. <laughs> like, yeah, at school, that was your good friend and that was your buddy, but you don't, they don't think of them as ever changing, mm. even if they eventually became an ass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they always were. Maybe. You didn't know. Oh
0: did well, yeah, but they like, you know, the wider view kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause yeah. they're connecting with good So it's so side that overriding, depending on what you connect to that person with memory wise, that you won't see that change easier unless you were there to witness that change.
1: Maybe. So, like, people you liked could be... So, like, people who were dickheads becoming nice. Yeah. People you liked could be...
0: If you good. knew them when they were a dickhead and you never saw them change to being nice, mm. you'd just see them as a dickhead for the rest of their life. Yeah. And the same as if you knew someone who you really liked as a friend, Yeah. and then you meet them later in life, and they've changed, you probably wouldn't see that because you'd automatically go back to, oh, no, they're a really good guy, you know?
1: Yeah, there's definitely some, some rose-tinted... I mean, it's why I think I like school. Because if I really think back, there's plenty of shit at school I didn't like. <laughs> there's, you know, three out of five lessons a day I maybe enjoyed. There's yeah. always, a, yeah, then there was PE every week. Like, there's plenty of stuff I really hated doing. See,
0: I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I never really think of it as. I never think about lessons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember lessons. The,
0: like, I, I, the only lesson I think about was my art lessons. Mm. And it used to annoy the crap out of me that <laughs> I was restricted of what I could do. Mm. Um, and that was like the main crux but in terms of the other lessons it was like they were just lessons You were, that's what you were there for it didn't matter yeah. and I mean even exams I never panicked about exams nah, and even if I'd failed them I wouldn't have panicked and yet I know people who really crush themselves when they got like bad grades or yeah. good grades and, or, or yeah. the
1: run up to it would just be like yeah. in revision hell and I'll just chill out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: I feel like we've gone back way further than we were meant to. <laughs> yeah, we were discussing how we met, to and then we were no, we've regressed. We've we've, we've come back all the way to. Well, let me efficiency. tell you, how we met.
1: I was born. <laughs> <laughs> you were born. <laughs> um, where did we meet? Uh, what year? It
0: was. I don't know the year. I know it was within the, it had it was, to be within the last five years. It
1: was two
0: thousand and twelve.
1: Two thousand and twelve. So. That's less than five years.
0: I know, but it happened within the last five years. I've been in this house yeah. for about five years. Okay, that's the, that's how I, I equate it. It
1: was Christmas two thousand and twelve.
0: Christmas two thousand twelve. Because I had
1: moved back to Lincoln, June July twenty twelve. Yeah, and that was my second job here.
0: And we started working at HMV. Yep,
1: and I quit ASDA. Yeah, without having a job lined up, and then I got that HMV job before my. Uh, notice period was done, so
0: I was like, Yes! HMV <laughs> was a laugh.
1: Yeah, it was good. Actually, yeah. yeah, it's one of the jobs I look back on like the most fondest. The yeah. most, is that thing? The most, the most fondest. With, with the most with the fondest of memories. The fondest maybe. of memories. Yeah, no, that was a great job.
0: To say it was retail.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah, um, I had plenty of not great retail jobs. Because
0: <laughs> essentially, that was my first, not my first job, mm. but my first real full customer facing job right because before then I would worked in kitchens and bars
1: yeah
0: so you're always there's always a bit of a gap even that even seems... when you're serving mm. it's like you you you're more on the bar than you are like with the customer And I, yeah that was like my first first reseller job
1: I was gonna say it was mine but it probably wasn't it's was the first one I really got into anyway, yeah That I really enjoyed the I liked the work I liked the environment I liked what we were doing mm. whereas ones I've had before that were similar couldn't give two shits about what we were selling. Or... Yeah, that's fine. I don't think anyone there really did, but
0: <laughs> you don't do. You? You just but HBO did. I yeah. liked
1: it because we were selling films to people a lot of the time, which was great. Yeah. Very rarely films I wanted to sell to people, but
0: yeah, people buy a lot of crap.
1: But that's cool. People have their own tastes.
0: I remember discovering HMV that you could buy pornography at HMV. Yeah. Which I'd never known. That was until someone it. brought me pornography at the till.
1: Was it that guy? Yeah. Who always bought it? Who always? Bought I it. see him around town all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I see him on occasion and I'm start thinking how much like are you off you to buy Is because <laughs> yeah. it was a weekly thing wasn't it? you like, would like, come yeah, in and name, just buy a new
1: DVD I don't know anything about him but I see him around and I'm like I know that you buy porn from HMV <laughs> I never understand why you'd buy porn from HMV I don't know maybe it was just you'd like to think there was like a really good production value on it
0: yeah unless he's like one of those connoisseurs Like there's gotta be connoisseurs of of porn. If there's connoisseurs of of everything, a
1: softcore porn YouTube channel where he reviews softcore porn. That'd be amazing. (laughs) Oh Matt, I'm gonna pretend that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) That's what I hope. He's just really into the art form.
0: Oh, do you think he twitch streams it?
1: Yes! Well (laughs) 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 the ultimate
0: twitch. Million dollar idea for anybody out there. (laughs) Twitch stream softcore porn reviews.
1: Yeah, just watch it, though. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a review. You're not there to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like, I
1: mean, well, I guess that's part of the review, the titillation factor. Yeah. That's what pornography is.
0: Could you watch pornography critically?
1: Yeah, of course you can. You. I
0: think that's a problem with, like, we both did media degrees, mm.
1: which
0: obviously ruins films. Yeah. I've brought this up before in, in when I used to do YouTube stuff. Have, it ruins pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who studied media, male, female, doesn't matter. If you've studied media, it ruins some pornography. Yeah. Because it's... you turn it on, and you're like, the camera work, and this is terrible.
1: Yeah, just anything. It's usually the editing is really bad.
0: Oh, it didn't bother me.
1: Uh, well. It, but you're more of an editor. Get on my yeah. yeah, I guess I am. I don't know. That's what I got into at some point. But, um... Shot choice bugs me. <laughs> 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 all the time. <laughs> it's come a long, a long way, though. It has. The, uh, the medium it's a YouTube channel about <laughs> reviewing porn and stuff.
0: I imagine there's a porn history YouTube channel. There's gotta be.
1: Uh, you'd like to think so. Yeah. There's people there's there's scholars in pornography, of course. I find it's it... a very interesting part of the human.
0: <laughs> I find it interesting culture. that we we've gotten to this point. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Within this podcast, we've gone directly from schools to, to porn. pornography. <laughs> We're just taking you on a trip through the uh, the, the growing them. process <laughs> of school and then you discover pornography and the world becomes clearer.
1: Yeah, and you sort of get stuck there for the rest of your <laughs> life, I guess. You hit 16 and you never progress.
0: I think it's strange in the UK how we approach pornography. Yeah. Like, there's that law which stops people from, like, you can't, so you can't do, is it, like, wet work in pornography anymore in well, the like UK. Killing
1: people? No.
0: No, like, like, water spots. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like what?
1: what Like I'm like, fairly like, certain like you can't. I had <laughs> assassins in pornography.
0: That's like what? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you can't make enough films.
1: <laughs> no, I don't, no. I don't think
0: you could do that anywhere though. Yeah, but no like you, know, you can't do like uh, like w- what spot stuff. Yeah. For anyone listening who doesn't know that is that's like pissing on someone. Yeah. Um, but then you can't like women can't squirt. Yeah. Like that as a thing. That seems a bit harsh. Well, that's just like that's like a female orgasm. Yeah. So.
1: Well, it doesn't exist, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in line with the UK government on this one. Uh, <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> I think that this is, that's madness, though. Is that like, for stuff produced in this country? Yeah. So we can watch So no
0: it? no UK... Well, you're not allowed to distribute either. As far as I know, the law kind of covers, like, you're not allowed I to produce being, think, or distribute yeah. with it. And that's that's madness. Mm. Like, I can understand that, you know, like... Obviously, stuff which is like harming people or yeah, bits yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want Breaking the law. Yeah, breaking the law. I mean, even like consensually, like visually, that's, that's quite a jarring thing. So yeah. you, you can imagine people being offended by that. But something which kind of happens naturally to a person, that seems mad.
1: Seems a bit harsh. Yeah.
0: It? So it's, it's, it's the government literally saying the female orgasm doesn't exist. Or I don't that, know. that it's illegal.
1: There must <laughs> be something more to it. Like their reasoning behind it, I remember being a thing, but not looking into it really. You'd like to think there's more of a reasoning behind it. I
0: think I don't know. I feel like there wasn't. I feel like they just said, "Oh, this is obscene."
1: Yeah.
0: Which is the government.
1: Don't watch it then. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it then. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. But then you, yeah, there's the whole censorship argument for everything. Uh, then
0: yeah. I'm not going to. That'll take us back to college. Yeah. Yeah, we studied censorship and. <laughs> There was a whole section, of censorship in the 70s, on our thing. And we basically sat in our college classes just watching films with rapes in. Cool. Like, it was the most surreal thing. Yeah. Like, you were in college, you were studying media studies, and they were like, oh, yeah, there's a censorship in the 70s. So, obviously, you've got all those people you need to, like, kind of look into the groups and why they were doing it and the films which were being produced at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, because a huge part of that was, like, Straw Dogs. which obviously has that that famous rape scene in it. Oh, yeah. So we were sat kind of watching that film, and then we thought, all right, well, that'll be it. And then we watched, like, five or six more, Ah, which were worse. That's uncomfortable. And it it was the most uncomfortable experience to be sat in a class of about 30 people. Watching. Watching rape. Rape after rape. (laughs) Wow. Like, cinematic rape, sure. What other...
1: Okay, weird question, but I do want to know, what other rapes did you watch?
0: Um... (laughs) this is the thing because they, they were like they were worse ones they were banned ones or yeah. ones which at the time had been banned i can't quite remember the names of them um i know we watched uh, last time in paris right yeah which obviously has the the butter scene
1: yeah which was relevant recently really um maybe, it wasn't recent, maybe i just read about it recently the idea that the actress wasn't aware that the butter was going to be involved
0: oh really yeah
1: and then that became a whole thing of was she actually raped? So, yeah. That, okay. Cool. That's a whole. Topic. That's a
0: whole other topic in itself. Yeah. It this is, is yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like we should erase the seventies. <laughs> it, yeah,
1: it was. I don't think
0: anything good came out of the seventies. Like um, in the last five years, we basically just dismantled the seventies again. Five years. Mate,
1: alien, <laughs>
0: alien came out of the seventies. I know. But even <laughs> so, I, that that worries me. Because was in the seventies, so hey, no. Everything's all
1: about rape. <laughs> That, that dude, film is on <laughs> Shit, they had go. no
0: problem with that. Well, I imagine there's problems with that.
1: It's weirder when aliens do it. It's not. It's less. It's, sorry, it's less weird, probably.
0: Maybe I don't know. Was it because it was facial? And I it guess was, like you it expect, was an animal object. You
1: expect it from an alien?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree with this <laughs> this <laughs> opinion. And for our alien overlords who are watching this. <laughs> I do not think of you as reckless. Alright, I'm just,
1: I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to put yourself out there and wander into this alien ship, <laughs> if something bad happens to you... <laughs> cool. These are not beliefs I hold. <laughs> <laughs> These are not beliefs you I hold. I want to say that. <laughs>
0: we are off track, and now discussing uh, trespassing on alien colonies. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the rights there? Um, is it us, or is it them?
1: I guess, well, they were uh, responding to a a salvage beacon. Well, no, it was a distress beacon, wasn't it? Yeah. I guess they would... Isn't that the law of space? If you salvage something, it's yours. So they could have owned whatever that... Isn't that why they went down as well? I guess they were trying to help out. I'm sure there's some sort of analogy to Some sort of balance. Wanting to... Yeah. Own some shit as well. I
0: likely we've got around to sci fi, which when we discussed this podcast was originally <laughs> yeah. what we were going to discuss. <laughs> yeah. And yet we've been through school and rape. <laughs> to get to sci fi. <laughs> to get to
1: sci fi. Which I think are the logical steps too. Oh it.
0: that works. We just it's... had to build up to it.
1: Yeah. We still haven't done how we met each other really,
0: but Well so... we made sure that we we discussed it past. Yeah, it.
1: yeah, yeah, right. We glanced
0: over <laughs> it. We became firm friends within that few months. Yeah. I think. Cool. I don't know, I hung HMV, out at HMV, done. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sci-fi, we're, we're leading through this, apologies for anyone listening to this, which is the most roundabout podcast, well, that's how but that's how we, we wanted it. Well.
1: I like to conduct conversations anyway, and I know fun with the linearity to them.
0: Getting back to sci-fi, Yeah, I feel like you had a question, and I can't remember what that question was.
1: Oh, my question was, what is sci-fi?
0: Well, it's alien, so that's that.
1: What, alien is sci-fi, Yeah.
0: Yeah. But what, but, makes... but what
1: is, yeah, to you, what is Because I got thinking about it And I couldn't really work out what I thought science fiction Like what, what are the ingredients needed To make it sci-fi Because I mean, Alien's like It's a horror film, yeah, which happens to be set on a spaceship yeah. But it's also pretty sci-fi But then the thing Is that sci-fi? There's an Alien in it But there's but the not really cla- many other sci-fi elements. Yeah, but
0: then like the thing's classed as horror, isn't it? I don't know I think it's classed as horror thriller
1: <laughs> Okay I mean it's With It's a hard, definite it's hard question I
0: feel like sci-fi is one of those things Unlike fantasy Where Depending on the time the film was made It can be classified as, as sci-fi or not sci-fi Because to me anything Anything can be classed as sci-fi As long as it includes A technological aspect Which yeah. doesn't exist within the real world Okay So it's a fantasy technology So like obviously you've got spaceships Anything involving spaceships can travel from world to world. Sci-fi. Because so the thing is sci-fi. We can't do that. The thing could be sci-fi yeah. because it involves technologies we don't have. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of like a way of doing it. But then the only problem with that is <laughs> if we get that technology,
1: yeah. <laughs> then that it re-placify? stops being sci-fi.
0: <laughs> but then I guess it's the context of the time it was made, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could class films which were made about the 2000s in 19 if they involved the technology we don't have as sci-fi. Yeah. And And they'd still be classified as sci-fi. Most
1: of them do involve technology we don't (laughs) have. I guess it's a a thematic thing as well, though, to sci-fi explore particular things. It's usually about sort of, um, it is about like technological advances and and the human hubris, the over-reliance on machines and synthetic things and stuff that doesn't have a conscience and Is kind of a science fiction theme as well that you see in a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. It it, it raises. I think it's anything. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that could be another aspect of it. It's anything which raises a question about our relationship with technology. Yeah. Anything which says, oh, that's, you know, that's a strange way or that's a different way of looking at that technology, which.
1: I guess because, like, um, I know you've not really watched it, but, like, Black Mirror, I think it was a science fiction series. Okay. I guess, in a way, it is like. Interesting little sci fi stories, even though a lot of it deals with technology we have now, yeah, or it's usually sort of applicable to stuff we have now and slightly advanced from what we know, yeah, it has uh, an application slightly beyond what we currently have it for, but yeah, a lot of it does deal with stuff like that. And I think it was a sci fi series.
0: Try to think of a film which it kind of led on. I'll have that, it wasn't too far removed from where we were. But it had like extra bits of technology and I can't think for the life of me what, what film was it was. There's probably quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few films like this. Like, do we class them as sci-fi mm. or is it just, does it have to have a theme as well?
1: I think so. I think it has to depend what it's about. Yeah, I think sci-fi does deal with particular ideas, doesn't it? It's probably more of an ideas-driven thing than a lot of other genres, really. Maybe. I don't know if fantasy particularly deals with a lot of themes.
0: See, like, this may, this may, I wouldn't class Star Wars as sci-fi.
1: Well, no, it's fantasy.
0: Yeah, it's a fantasy <laughs> film. But a lot with of people... swords
1: and space wizards. And...
0: Yeah, it's like there's nothing really about the relation of, of man and machine.
1: No, this, yeah, thematically it has nothing to do with science yeah, fiction. It between science humankind
0: fiction. And, and anything like that, it's, it's, it's got all the tech, yeah, but well, it's a it's fantasy true. story.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it is about magic. And, and again, it's, it's, yeah. so as I was going to say, if, like, if fantasy has a theme, it's, it's questing and sort of bettering yourself through yeah. exploration whereas it was exactly what Star Wars is about it's yeah this guy's story would you class
0: Star Trek as sci-fi? Uh, well yeah or would it have to be individual episodes?
1: no well maybe I guess it, it does sort of flip-flop a bit more and I've not seen anywhere near as much Star Trek as uh, a lot of other people so. I
0: know like,
1: but yeah I, guess I could it,
0: never get into Star Trek
1: Star Trek is more about the you know the, the Borg and stuff it's, yeah. a, it's a technological thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it is about the, the, the amalgamation of man and machine, Yeah. which yeah. is something that Star Wars isn't having the slightest. So, no. yeah, no. I guess maybe it is more of an episode to episode basis, but it is more about the.
0: I mean, by that, I mean by that kind of ideal, red dwarf sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it sci-fi is... comedy. Yeah, but it's a sci-fi.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd say, there's that whole episode where they travel around to with JFK. <laughs> I mean, See, I feel something. like
0: it could be really harsh and blanket like loads of film, like Office Space.
1: But it's a sci-fi.
0: Could be sci-fi, because it involves an uh, argument between a man and a printer. <laughs> I,
1: <I'm... laughs> Maybe you're getting a bit too far. I'm just going to go broad
0: as anything. It Maybe has sci-fi aspects. If
1: that was released in the 40s, it would have been sci-fi. <laughs> going back to your argument. Everyone's
0: in the 40s, just like, he's got a machine which prints documents. <laughs> oh my God. Darling, come here, stop making that roast. And he's ruining his life. <laughs> This is what it's gonna be like <laughs> i feel like everything made in like the 40s and 50s about technology was generally positive mm, can't
1: think of any examples
0: i can't think about examples kind of ulterior i mean i imagine there was horrors and stuff like about people being stuck in space cause obviously you had like twilight zones yeah but from my viewpoint of it most of the technology there always improved life
1: yeah i guess so
0: in one, one way or another and they looked at it on a very positive whereas we're at a stage now where most things if we make a film and it has technology in it that makes things worse I guess we
1: had like the pre, pre-nuclear pre weapons and post-nuclear weapons where suddenly science was this science becoming scary yeah, yeah science sc- and then it was making you know then we had films about it making giant lizards that wrecked cities and stuff and yeah. suddenly science was bad
0: I wrote about this in my, um, my dissertation mm. actually because um, my dissertation focused on the idea of uh, dystopia and how we're living in one right. um, but we don't realise it okay um, shit but it, it kind of <laughs> it focused on this idea of like how we we fail to embrace technology because technology and modification is always seen as a negative thing within mm. our society because it's like it's like with like modified crops um, so you've got like GM crops yeah instantly labelled Frankenstein crops. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone was scared of them. Yeah, yeah, from the off. Yeah, and it was like, well there was there's nothing really wrong with them. They're yeah. just there. It's like we've been doing this for years through selective breeding. Yeah. And we've just we've given it a name now. So it's like everyone was like, I don't know. And then like with technology, it becomes the same thing. Like I remember when mobiles came out, which well, not when they came out. <laughs> that was born in the eighties. <laughs>
1: when they became ubiquitous, yeah, but it became like we everything, and teams. everyone was like, "Oh,
0: look, I got a Moro razor," and everything like that. And everyone was saying, "Oh, how right, these yeah. are, these are a negative thing." And then, obviously, now they're just a, an everyday piece of society. But everyone yeah. kind of jumped on this kind of this bandwagon of no, that's a bad thing. Yeah, and it's such it's such a bad way to run society because it forces people into back rooms it forces mm. technology into back rooms and mad scientists and, <laughs> and it kind of looks like that's that's like the whole basis of hollow man the oh, original like, well. like the original like book invisible man like all that kind of thing yeah. is about a guy who can't do his research because it's seen as like it's seen as immoral and it's seen as like bad so he just does it on his own right and then has a huge accident which goes obviously terribly wrong
1: becomes Kevin Bacon. And becomes
0: Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and it's, it's that kind of thing. Of that's, that's the kind of thing we're kind of pushing right now. Of If something's seen as bad, it pushes it into back rooms, which then leads to accidents, which yeah, yeah. leads to secret documents.
1: And all that more kind of nefarious stuff. people being able yeah. to be involved with it and stuff.
0: I yeah. mean, where do you stand on the... I mean, this is going to be a heavy question. Well, we've done rape, so... Let's do rape. Let's, do, let's go heavy.
1: <laughs>
0: so, information.
1: Cool.
0: Scientific information. yeah. Should it all be publicly accessible?
1: Um, I don't know. It's.
0: I'll give you an example. (laughs) Okay. Lead you into this. Okay. (laughs) So you don't the Flander. Yeah, no problem. So let's say someone in uh, makes uh, a virus Mm -hmm. and has the the ability to make this virus and figures out how we how we could manufacture a virus, but at the same time, only did it by creating a cure. Yeah. So it has a cure for something, but has this, this idea that it could be used to He's make not, viruses. He didn't,
1: sorry, they didn't yeah. have nefarious reasons yeah. to make it.
0: So they want to release this information into the world because obviously there's a cure value to it.
1: Yeah.
0: But within our society, you'd likely have to sell that to either the government or a company, and it would have to be held as confidential information rather than releasing it to the wider world who could use it to make more cures and other people who've got research going on. But obviously at the same time the carry that is that someone nefarious could make something bad.
1: Yeah. So you're taking a bit of a risk there. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's... Either way, you're putting it in the hands of someone, aren't you? So why, why, why trust a governing body over... To be fair, trust a governing body because in theory they're the people we've elected to do it. Yeah. Which is sort of how government... Which, again, is a whole other conversation. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I, let, let's assume the government are all right, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's tricky... That's a tough one, especially with that example, because it is like.
0: Well, that, that's that's usually the example they use. Yeah. When when it comes to technology, they like they'll instantly go to right. So if someone figures out how to make biological entities, yeah, and we can use that to cure people, someone a terrorist will use that to make a virus.
1: That's such it's such, a, it's such a, like a yin yang example, yeah. Isn't it? It's the it's the polar extremes.
0: To me, though, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. Because it's like yeah, you, someone can do this. But first off, you're going to have to have a terrorist who is understanding the information which is put out there. Yeah, it's like the whole like nuclear weapon mm-hmm. kind of argument of like they're like, oh, we, we don't want to put documents for our weapons online because then anyone can get a hold of them. It's like, yeah, anyone can get a hold of them. But will they have the materials, machinery, and know how in how to actually manufacture any of this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one thing to get. Okay, this is how you make a nuclear bomb. That's cool. We don't have the parts. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine Trump would tell them. I read them. You could get but <laughs> <laughs> I Imagine someone would come along and be like, well, "We can get you this part." she's so, can cobble together something. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it's that back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's. But I, I don't. I don't think it's perfect how we do it. Now. Well, definitely not perfect. But the assimilation of scientific discovery and information currently is absolutely terrible. Like. The way it is the way we get it from the media and stuff anyway, yeah. like reporting on very uh, focusing on very tiny parts of scientific oh, reports, yeah. of is is fucking atrocious.
0: Well it just got worse in the US, didn't it? I, don't, uh,
1: I didn't. Know well, yeah, well <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apologies to our US listeners.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> we didn't do it. We we voted Brexit. <laughs> you know. Just and you bad. were like, hold my beer, we can do more. Yeah, <laughs> just as bad. Um, but no, like Trump put that um that Thing into that one of his writs or whatever they call them, right. Um, of no scientific documentation is allowed to be published,
1: yeah, of course. Um,
0: and then the parks department started publishing <laughs> loads yeah. of statistics. Uh, it's pretty bad when the parks department is the rock and roll punk society <laughs> of your country, it's always been that way. <laughs> You're just like, I don't care, guys, it's global warming,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a that's a whole tricky. Could thing. you imagine
0: that happening here? What getting up? Oh, like, like one day, management. like, like May walks out of a house and he's like, "Oh yeah, no one's, no one's allowed to publish scientific documentation in the UK."
1: I guess, I guess I could, I could, but no, that seems like such a step. It seems madness, doesn't it? it yeah, I feel like uh, if... are we, and you know, from my left-leaning opinion. Yeah. We've been teetering towards madness for a while. Oh,
0: we're already in madness.
1: It's, it's, yeah, right. It's full fucking blown. Yeah. Although, pretty chilled out madness for the most part. Yeah. Other than a few peaks of insanity, everything's pretty much fine.
0: I feel like it's going to get worse.
1: But, you know, worse worse is uh, subjective.
0: I'll just, just check the time. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) Um, Because we we, we, we will talk on. Um, Okay, so I got thinking the other day. Of what defines decades and how like when your parents look back 10 years yeah well like, like <laughs> when your parents look back they like, they i talk to my dad and he'll talk about the coal strikes yeah he'll talk about because he was working at the steelworks at the time so there's a huge huge impact there uh they talk about thatcher and they say oh well you know is this this and this and then you look at it alongside that and you're okay well the 80s was punk yeah and punk was a byproduct of the strikes and austerity and all this kind of stuff yeah. And I was like, okay, so you got seventies, and there was free love, and again, conservatism, which was hugely prevalent, and nuclear yeah. war, and all this kind of stuff. And there's like, for our generation, we've had a couple of things, which have kind of come in and tried to take what you would define it as, like, the nineties had Blair, yeah, but we were quite young during the nineties,
1: yeah, it, it didn't really, yeah, end we on had my radar though
0: much. we had Iraq. What, 2003? Yeah. So we were, we were fully, that we were fully the... aware of it. I'd say that defined more of my childhood yeah. than it would that my like teenage teen... years. Yeah. 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 Like during my teenage years, everything was kind of okay. Everything seemed to be mulling on. We had Bush and Blair and it was a bit shit. but...
1: Everything no, peaked.
0: Yeah, everything. It was nothing which was putting okay. us on the worldwide stage to be like, yeah, these guys are extremely fucking up, apart from Iraq. <laughs> yeah. um, and then now, I feel like this is the one which is defining our generation. This is the one which will have enough impact that when we're 50 and 60 and someone asks us about our, our lives and the government within our lives, we sit there and go, a Brexit. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe. So you mean so this current government situation? Yeah, this,
0: right? this current government is going to have, to say it's not something like going to war or invading someone or anything like that, it's a weird situation to say economically. Mm it's going to define us and it's going to have the thing which is going to have the most impact socially because i mean that that's the thing that's the way i was trying to think of it was the you know you had the punks which was the social reaction to mm. the government situation free love was the social reaction to the conservative so within the uk right now we have the austerity action and we're having a social kind we? of well this is <laughs> you can you can kind of see it developing i guess
1: it's like you can i can look back on the 80s and be like okay there's clearly defined yeah in 20 years time we can look back now and be like yeah. okay that's what happened there whereas at the minute being in the middle of it i'm like is anything happening
0: well at the minute we're kind of like we're on this gradual this gradual build i feel like we've been on it for like the last eight years
1: yeah i mean yeah. i was gonna say like what the, the, it's all started since the the credit crunch really yeah. hasn't it? and that was 2008 almost since, a decade since the
0: recessions ago. it's been which, almost a decade yeah it's just
1: confusion and... which
0: i think is an interesting aspect of like especially for people our age mm. who were in their 20s yeah just, so we've just been here stuff. through all of this yeah and we're kind of now getting to that point where we're all classified as full-on adults <laughs> and everyone's about to be 30 yeah and they're all just kind of sat there going well why has nothing changed in 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's been terrible it's continuously been terrible
1: Uh, (laughs) where does that lead us now guys I think yeah I I also think something we'll look back on as well is like the absolute disparity between two halves of the country like with the Brexit vote being so close and even like um, the what I saw initially as the surprise of the the, the conservative um, overall winning just smashing the shit out of the whole election yeah Um, landslide that's what I was looking for you know, uh, I did see that as a bit of a surprise. And looking back, I'm like, why? Why is that And it's because, you know, I'm totally engrossed in the left-wing side of things, as is everything that was around me at the time. It's a bubble I've looked to most definitely get myself out of. Because yeah. it's such a narrow view of everything. But it's something I think we'll look definitely, something um, I think we'll look back on. Like I'm already looking at now is like the fact that there's this almost 50-50 split practically down the country of like, the, the most interesting thing I thought about the Brexit vote was that yeah, it was frustrating for a lot of people, and it's not what I voted for. Yeah. It's not what I wanted ideally. But the fact that it was so close was really interesting, yeah. and it was really eye opening to be like, wow, there's a whole half of the country that I don't really interact with who have such a different opinion from me, as, as valid an opinion. Yeah. That's, that's something that
0: what I quite found fascinating. What I found interesting about that and the whole, <laughs> the whole vote in general was the mix of people who voted for Brexit. Yeah. Like, everyone approaching it, everyone was kind of saying, it's Conservative versus Labour.
1: Yeah.
0: Labour want to stay, Conservatives <laughs> want to go. And that's not true.
1: No, no. <laughs> That wasn't
0: the case. This, that was completely not the case. So, like, this Conservative vote is made up of people who are polar opposites, mm. but both see the, the solution as Brexit. It's like, you've got really working class people who have an absolute problem with all these things and want things to be push back into the industry so they their industries thrive yeah so they, they've got one aspect of it and then you've got the polar opposite if you've got these conservative really wealthy people <laughs> who want more money yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're seeing it as well oh well if we leave there then i'm not taxed as much i can get this this and this and it's like these two completely opposite opinions of why you would go into it yeah and yet they've come together on one unified value. Mm. And then, yeah, then you've got the complete opposite side. You've got all these conservatives who are like, no, Brexit is a bad decision. Yeah. It's not financially viable. And you've got all these Labour people who are sat there going, no, this is going to injure everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it definitely wasn't a party line sort of thing, was no. it? No. And it was sort of...
0: Cat- I think it's like the first time we've had a vote like that in the UK, or at least for our generation, which hasn't been along party lines.
1: Yeah, although, as you say, it was presented as such. Yeah, And I think that was... Well, the, the dissection since has been that was part of the problem, wasn't it? That's yeah. Why one side didn't win over the other was that there wasn't a clear it was presented as there was a clear divide but yeah. then there, there really wasn't it's was just a which is cool yeah well it's a nice mix, it's a nice mix. it was it nice is... to get it away from parties for a bit to be honest
0: i think it was a nice just to kind of have it there like as a as a result yeah like i feel like it shouldn't have been one of those things which was like if this vote happens this will happen yeah because that's what they they pushed it as. If this vote happens, we will do whatever you have said. Yeah. It's like well, most of the country didn't vote yeah. because it wasn't a mandatory vote. Yeah. Which is my a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but yeah, you've got that kind of thing, and then alongside that, there was like, we're doing it, and it's like well, surely this should have been more like an opinion poll.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> because it, it's like they were they were voting for Brexit, but then then came the instant question as soon as we'd voted what kind of brexit is this a hard brexit or is this a soft brexit we discussed that beforehand? you know it's like well those terms weren't on the voting slip you were just going do i want to leave the eu yeah
1: that's true there's a lot more options and stuff yeah. if they were going to go with it yeah i don't know but it was I, I wasn't it was i say i wasn't what i wanted but i no. wasn't super frustrated by it either i was just it was interesting
0: i was more irritated by it yeah Frustrated with I, it. I didn't enjoy how
1: it was handled. As I you didn't enjoy know. how it was handled. I
0: didn't enjoy who had control of it. No, no. And
1: definitely. then
0: I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed seeing the Conservative Party struggle. <laughs> Not to get too left wing on this, but it was. I,
1: I always enjoy. Well, it was it. like we, we had Cameron,
0: didn't we? And Cameron, kind of bless his cotton socks,
1: was Don't trying his him. hardest,
0: trying his hardest to hold on to his party. That's what. That's all he wanted.
1: Yeah. He
0: wanted to come out of Brexit and still be Prime Minister.
1: Yeah, but the whole thing's his fault as well. Yeah, there's, there's, I'm not with disc- 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 that. His bed then, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> he made his bed,
0: laid in it, and he just wanted to come out of this as I was prime minister. Yeah. That's, that's where he wanted to come out with it. And then obviously, the bit which then irritated me further, like obviously the Brexit vote, if you didn't get the result you wanted, irritated you. Yeah. But you came out of that further, and yeah. then it was the fact that the Conservatives just put someone there because they had all their shenanigans with Boris and Gov. Gov yeah. yeah. Um... And so we ended up with an, a prime minister who wasn't voted for. That's that's a huge thing, which kind of gets me. Of like, yeah, you've got that prime minister. We never voted for this person. Well,
1: Even maybe.
0: the Conservatives didn't vote for this person because there was no vote. That's true. And you're like, that's the basis of your, doc- your democracy. So to me, when that occurred, it should have been well. We need a national election then.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, because we, it's... End up, we end up with Gordon Brown. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this the
0: thing, Like even then. like That it's... was
1: very close to an election, though, wasn't that it?
0: That was very close to an election. He was interim. Yeah, he was. Whereas we've got a year or two of May. Yeah. And it was kind of one of these situations where, yeah, you vote for Brexit, but you didn't really vote for who would be handling Brexit. No. Because a lot of people thought Cameron would. Yeah. And you knew where he stood on it. You knew what kind of deal he was going to get. Yeah, yeah. So you were focused on, yep, yeah, that's Cameron. If I vote Brexit, he'll he himself doesn't particularly want to leave the EU, but he agrees with this amount of. Like, so it'll be pretty chill. Yeah, so it will be a, a casual Brexit instead. It was like, he no, got him. <clears throat> Boris is. Oh wait, no, Boris isn't in charge because he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna have May. Um,
1: it's true. Uh, I guess we'll end up with someone who, uh, of all of them, I don't really know her opinions on the whole thing.
0: It was one of those people. I feel like. When she was announced, there was more news stories on who is Theresa May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it says a lot about a, a country that nobody knew who she was. Yeah, definitely. Which is, is a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> that we didn't know who she was. And then it's not
1: like she's been sitting in the background. No,
0: So it was like, yeah, she's been at the forefront of all these things, and nobody's got t- cut on Don and gone. Oh yeah, that's Theresa May because nobody thought Theresa May would be prime minister.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, here we are. And we, we, it's a strange situation. It's strange. Do you feel like our futures have been taken out of our hands?
1: Because
0: um, I have that thought every so often. No. No.
1: No. Your future's what you make of it. You're always in charge. you hate the UK if I can leave it. <laughs> you know, it's like. You know, but
0: if you love the UK, you can't come here anymore. Just. I'm really here, It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, I guess I've always had that opinion. That I, I don't. I care a lot about what's going on in our governing yeah. bodies and yeah. the people who are in charge of us and the decision makers, but at the end of the day, I don't feel hugely beholden to any one thing. No, or I, I, I can do what I make. I I can make. I can do what I want. Yeah, I can make what I want of what I've got. Yeah, um, and anyone can really. Yeah. I don't think it's a good attitude to have. I, I guess it's like it's it's blaming someone else as well, isn't it? It's like, yeah. So I had um, tangent, but I like this. I heard a Denzel Washington interview um, a couple of weeks ago and then he was asked about the Oscars right uh, Oscar so white thing and about how the Oscars were particularly less white this year. Yeah. And they asked him about that and whether that was a good thing, whether the Oscars were moving the right way, yeah. and he said, I reckon if we do it off the back of complaining about it, then that makes us look worse. <laughs> he was like, We should be doing it off our own merits. Yeah. Cool if black like, people get nominated, cool if they don't Yeah. Whatever. And I actually quite like that. I was
0: like, is a that's a nice kind of sentiment of It shouldn't be something which, I mean, obviously, it's never perfect. Yeah. So there's always going to be situations where you do have to complain or riot. Obviously,
1: some things are unfair and unjust at at some point. But
0: as a society, we should be trying to do things off.
1: Yeah. Do it yourself. Because, yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah.
0: That's a nice sentiment of of your future's in your own hands. Yeah. Try and do things off your own merits.
1: Yeah.
0: And if you can't, fuck you. I feel like that's a good point to end on. I reckon so. Yeah. Um thank you for coming, Jack. It's been lovely. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: Not knowing how much we've actually recorded or how much of that survived. (laughs) 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 We'll see how this plays out.
1: Yeah, cool. Just like life, eh? Exactly. Cool.